They said it was forbidden. They said it was dangerous. They were right. Introducing the paranoid American homunculus owner's manual. Dive into the arcane, into the hidden corners of the occult. This isn't just a comic. It's a hidden tome of supernatural power. All original artwork illustrating the groundbreaking research of Juan Ayala, one of the only living homunculologists of our time. Learn how to summon your own homunculus, an enigma wrapped in the fabric of reality itself, their power at your fingertips, their existence, your secret. Explore the mysteries of the Aristotelian, the spiritual, the Paracelsian, the Crowleyan homunculus, ancient knowledge lost to time, now unearthed in this forbidden tale. This comic book holds truths not meant for the light of day, knowledge that was buried, feared, and shunned. Are you ready to uncover the hidden, the paranoid American homunculus owner's manual, not for the faint of heart, available now from Paranoid American. Get your copy at tjojp.com or paranoidamerican.com today. Welcome to another episode of the Juan on Juan podcast. I'm your host, Juan. On this show, man, on this show, we talk to Ryan Burns. He's a visionary, hero paranormal podcast host, paranormal property collector, author of the Utah UFO Ranch, Shapeshifter Territory, and more books on the subject of the Skinwalker Ranch. Originally, this episode was supposed to be all about Skinwalker Ranch and its surrounding uh, areas within the vicinity of this place that that is, to say the least, a crazy, crazy, crazy area. I read Ryan's book, and he's had some stuff happen to him. Paranormal, he's seen UFOs, werewolves, interdimensional Bigfoots, uh motherships all type of stuff happening out in utah i went off the rails a little bit because ryan mentioned something that that just triggered in me and i was like because my 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 issue is that everything that i've been researching it all relates it all goes full circle man it all comes together and when he said what he said i was like dude are you telling me that this is what this is or this is what that is we jumped around a little bit we talked about ryan we talked about his life some experiences that he's had and then we dove into the the rabbit hole of ancient civilizations what happened to them you know how that how how this all plays a role into that and you know how the human psyche can make things up and the truth in these old boogeyman legends you know, it's it's how he says in the in the in the podcast. He says it goes deeper than that. 
And it really does. It really does go deeper than that. But whatever, I'm rambling. I was very excited for this episode. Uh, I want to thank Ryan again for coming on. You know, uh, I'm having some really good people on and I love, love this type of stuff. So without further ado, this is Skinwalker Ranch, Interdimensional Beings and the Paranormal with Ryan Burns. And we are live. Uh, Welcome to the show, Ryan, man. I've been so excited for this episode. I'm excited to be here. Thanks. So, yeah, man, welcome to the show. Today we're going to be talking about some, uh, this is my first paranormal episode. Uh, You know, I do a lot of different things on the show. I talk about theology, uh, you know, uh, enlightenment, uh, the consciousness, everything. And today is my first paranormal because, like, it's like you look at theology and then you have this kind of stuff and it's like, what is what? Because I know you've had, I read your book. And you've had so many crazy things happen to you and the things that you've seen. And I really want to talk about that. So before we get started, where can people find your work? Uh, any social media you want to share? Um, you can uh, go ahead and plug it in. Yeah, you can get a hold of me um, pretty much. Gosh, I'm all over the place. Um, YouTube at Hero Paranormal. Um, social media, Instagram, Space Wolf Research. Facebook is Space Wolf Research. I like literally just started the Instagram though, so there's like nothing there. But um, Facebook at Space Wolf Research, or you can go to spacewolfresearch.com or heroparanormal.com or also ryanpatrickburns.com. Right on, and you've written a couple books. And if I'm not mistaken, you're coming out with a new book, right? Coming out soon? Yeah, man. I've got like three books in the works, and that's what's weird is it's like uh, I'm not necessarily dropping the ones like closest. It's just whatever is closest to my heart at the moment, and that's why I've got three going. So I've got one coming out on the Vegas shooting, which is going to be that's, that's, I'm like super scared. And <laughs> then I've got <laughs> I've got um, the other one is uh, Space Wolf Research, and the other one is Spirit. Uh, anyway, we'll, we're going to wait and see what the other one's going to be called. I'm still on the fence, but yeah, some some other books are in the works for sure. Right on, right on, dude. And so before we dive into it, because, you know, a lot of people, they reach out to you to learn about Skinwalker, and I'm interested in that as well. But uh, I read your book, man, and I'm like, what is up with this guy? You know, like what what is happening with it, with him with all these experiences? So before we get into it, uh, this is a question I ask everybody who comes on the podcast, and uh, I like to get philosophical as well. Uh, but who is Ryan Burns? I think Ryan Burns, you know, it's, really just a name or you know uh when you're christened as a child it is a reference or whatever to you know this particular soul path that you walk in this particular dimension and you may be walking other soul paths in other dimensions but i think it's really just what's it's like the church of what's happening now ryan patrick burns is you know, the guy you'll meet if we're going to go get coffee and stuff like that. Yeah, right on. What got you started and all that? Can you tell us a little bit about what you do? Because I, I kind of I, I admire you because I talk about fulfillment on the show and people really wanting to do what they want to do. But then obviously you have uh, obligations, responsibilities and things that will stop you from doing that. And again, correct me if I'm wrong, you practically dropped everything to pretty much pursue your dreams and I, and I, and I could admire that you know not everybody uh will is willing to do that and then 
you're a paranormal property collector. Uh, is that correct? So uh, see how uh, talk about that a little bit. What got you started on all this? Because obviously you had near death experiences as a kid, and um, I've never personally had a paranormal experience that I'm aware of. But I do believe in the occult, and I don't mess with that sort of thing. And uh, you know, I, I believe it's real. Evil does exist. Uh, I'm I'm Puerto Rican, so you know, you have Santeria, and you have all those different uh, rituals and black magic and curses and stuff like that that we that we believe in. And, uh, yeah, but what got you started in all of this? Yeah, man. Um, I can totally relate. Boricua, cool. I'm Costa Rican. So oh, really? I'm, I'm, yeah. So it's like, I, I feel you. Like, we're, 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 you know, Costa Rica's a protectorate. But, you know, we're kind of like those, um, how, you know, it's difficult to, it's very difficult to talk to, like, your, your friends about this. You know, they're, like, not familiar with Santeria, like you said. And the other essences or beliefs, you know, that come across, you know, in this type of stuff. And it is, it, it's something that's not necessarily your cultural upbringing, but the, you are reticent of, you're aware and you know that there are these other things that you've been taught that are a possibility. So it just kind of opens your mind to something else. I can only imagine, you know, like people from Africa with like voodoo and all kinds of cool stuff. So I can relate a little bit to that. But at the same time, I think the more open minded you are, the more kind of even keel you can be in a state of chaos. Yeah. Um, and I, I agree. Uh, and this goes back to uh, how you were raised as far as the the conditioning, what I call it, you know, if, if you're raised Christian or Catholic or whatever, uh, you know, your beliefs are only going to be boxed into what that is. You know what I mean? Like you're not open to other uh, ideas. Um, and I know the way I feel about that is that if how do you know the whole thing if you don't know the whole thing? You understand, like, how can you relate to everything when you only know a little bit of it? You know what I mean? Like uh, I'm using religion as an example, but that can relate to a lot of things in life. Um, cause obviously you, uh, you've had all these things happen to you. Um, and I read your book, um, I'm trying to find the name of it. The UFO, the Utah UFO ranch. Correct me if I'm wrong. Forgot the name of it. That's it. Yep. Yeah. So, uh, the chapter one is, is drones. And another thing I liked about you too, and I've been telling my fiance, I'm like, Man, I gotta go. I gotta get out there to Utah. You know, I got I gotta go out there and see what this is about. Cause you also do uh, fly fishing. I'm into fishing as well. So if you're ever in Florida, dude, hit me up. I got a boat. We can go out and, uh, you know, I fish for bass a lot. And I've done a little bit of fly fishing, but I'm not like too crazy about it. You know, like, I'm not that good at it. That's the thing. Um, but I know you were a guide for a lot of years doing that. So um, fly fishing is so similar to like all the stuff we're talking about. It's like anything you put your mind to and. I think it's just got a huge learning curve. So yeah, you'll pick it up so fast. And if you have a boat in Florida, we're like instantly friends, guaranteed. <laughs> yeah, I'm in uh, I'm in Central Florida, so you know I, I do a lot of bass fishing, and uh, and yeah, like I said, it's a, it's a learning curve, but but I mean, I, again, I've caught peacock bass and 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 all type of stuff on it, you know, so it's super fun. Uh, but anyways, chapter one, you named it drones. Can you talk a little bit about what drones are and uh and threading 
what all that is about? Yeah, you know, um, it took some time to, we were, we were really like, and I say we, it was like, a, there was a few researchers, not a lot though. And we had to name them, you know, like these, these things, these things that shouldn't exist that we're seeing, filming, watching and running from. And we went with drones because we didn't know if they were military at the time. And it really didn't matter because it, it was kind of, you were under the impression, at least I was under the impression, I think other researchers were as well, that this was some kind of technology similar to a drone like we have that is really just able to navigate the landscape, look for anomalies or things that are different, report them somewhere or show them to whoever is navigating them. But it was something that almost shouldn't exist in a place that it, it just, you know, these things didn't look like they were, I don't know, they just didn't look like they were of this earth. And I hate to say that because I'm not like a, I'm not like a proponent of little green men and UFOs. And if they are, Hey, I'm cool with that, but I'm not a proponent of it. And to see something that you think in your mind shouldn't exist, just like casually, casually flying along the landscape, like it's done it a zillion times is really kind of like, you know, soul shaking. And, you know, it kind of like wakes you up in a deeper level. Yeah, that's, um, yeah, we, we should have probably talked that that's, uh, that's so Skinwalker Ranch is a certain part, right. Of this huge, it, so is Skinwalker territory the same thing necessarily as Skinwalker Ranch? Can you talk about that, what Skinwalker Ranch is, and then obviously the surrounding areas of it? Cause it seems to have this uh, this energy and, and you know, whatever is going on. I don't even know how to explain it because, again, how can you determine what's real versus what's, what's not real at this point especially you know from your point of view because you've experienced all these things can you talk a little bit about what skinwalker ranch is and then obviously the surrounding territories of of that of that area yeah i think you know really what you're looking at is like a diamond and actually if you look on a map it's called the dinosaur diamond it is uh route 191 which used to be route 666 and it's an area that <laughs> Yeah, man, it's crazy. It's an area that encompasses about a uh, 80 square miles of like high intensity, where it's like, yeah, it's not a matter of if, but when you're going to see it. And it goes everywhere from the Colorado border and over it to uh, a little town called Duchesne, really, which is the gateway to the Uinta Basin. And that's, I mean, all these names freak you out because it's like basically the whole Uinta Basin. And the Uinta Basin is an anomaly in and of itself. There's all these ranches and strange ridgelines, and there's other factors. There's man-made factors. There's factors geologically, like there's gilsonite in the earth that exists nowhere else on the planet except this little area. And it um, has a lot of other anomalies. It's got one of the east-to-west large uh, called the Uintas, an east-to-west large mountain range. Not too many of those on this North American area. So it's it's got other anomalies, Gilsonite, the Uinas, the um, attraction of Spanish gold. It has 
all kinds of history of anomalies being present and just basically owning the landscape in a place where very few, only the toughest people used to live there. And even to this day, it's a beautiful place. It's raw and rugged and it's gorgeous, but it's not like your usual place. Yeah, that, that, and that's the thing. Like w- when you describe it, it does seem like this rugged place that it's like, why would anybody want to live there? You know, because uh, you have first of all, you have all this stuff happening, and then you have the terrain and, and the cold too, right? How cold does it get there? It, it's negative twenty is not out of the question. You know, there's times when it gets negative twenty, and then you add wind chill, and it just gets ugly. Wow. And that's, uh, yeah, that sounds, again, I'm in Florida, so that sounds horrible. I guess 50 degrees here and everybody's pretty much dying and bundled up. I can't imagine negative 20 plus a wind chill. And then you talk about how when the weather is the worst is when the most activity happens. Yeah, it's, they call it inclement weather. It, there's, it's, it's difficult in the winter to like know when that's happening but you still get them there's a ton of what they call ball lightning and this ball lightning is basically like and it is like this it basically it's impossible just google ball lightning youtube ball lightning i I highly recommend everybody just look up ball lightning because it's like lightning on a whole baller status like it's doing whatever it wants it's pure energy and it's just cruising around. You get that all the time. Oh, yeah, and I've seen when, that. yeah, when that's happening, OMG, these electromagnetic frequencies, the anomalies with the geography, the history with voodoo. Yeah, I almost said Santeria, but <laughs> voodoo um, from the Prince Hall Mason Buffalo soldiers who were looking over the Ute, who happened to be, well, on the Fort Duchesne Reservation. And they were practicing native magic against the Buffalo soldiers. And, you know, when you look into the youth and, you know, their DNA and everything else, you start getting into some really interesting stuff. And that interesting stuff is that they share a common genetic anomaly. And, I mean, we're talking this goes all down through Central and South America. This goes, to be honest all the way to like, it, it's really wild. If you follow 23andMe, it is this genetic anomaly. And they, anyway, there's some genetics involved. It, bottom line, it ends up in like the hills of Galilee. It's crazy. I can tell you the whole story. It would take probably a whole other podcast. But there are anomalies in the genetic system that these tribes have. And I say the Navajo are no different. If you do your research on other native tribes, the Hopi, and you go further and further back, you're kind of talking about the same people as Aztecs, Mayans, goes on and on. And they, they, they share this commonality with the hills of Galilee, which is like in the area of the Nazarene, which is, it gets really weird. And I didn't do this research. This is done by people with a lot more money than me, a lot more time than me. And what they found out is that there is like this little key to unlocking this. And I I don't know what that is yet, but it's interesting. So you're saying that they have something in their DNA that lets them uh, 
see these things, manifest these things? Can you talk, can you elaborate a little bit more on that? Because you got me hooked now, man. <laughs> right. It would be like it would be like okay, you get your car from the dealer and it's just got like a regular antenna, and then you know those people that you see with like super long antennas on their car and they can like hear yeah. everything. <laughs> it's basically that, but like on the DNA train. Uh, so. Do you think that because I'm a big and again, there's so there's so many things going on in this area. You have the actual skinwalker. Then you have these uh, bulletproof werewolves. Then you have the portals and you have these orbs. You have all this crazy stuff. It's like I'm a big fan of, you know, ancient civilizations ancient technology all that stuff the anunnaki whatever you want to call them fallen angels do you think that these people back then maybe you know you have they had knowledge that there's no possible way like the dogon tribe in uh africa you know the the with the Sirius b stark uh system that they knew these things and then when they asked them about it it's like who told you this and they're like oh the nomos it's like who the hell are the nomos? Oh, these people that came from the sky and like some craft or something and they hung out with us and they were like, listen, there's this, this and this. And it's like, well, oh, where did they come from? From up there. And they knew about like that star system. And that wasn't discovered till 50 years after they had discovered that tribe in Africa. And it's like, do you think that these that these people, uh, you know, it's the same thing. Like they have like this uh higher consciousness is that like is that what that means like uh it's just so crazy you know Uh, it's it's i think you're right i think you're absolutely right to be honest with you one it is it's exactly that it is you know that ability or and you know just the scene like you said you're into like this the ancient i'm thrilled that you're into that because i'm doing the same thing and it is amazing how culture after culture depicts the same the same people. entities, the same people, the same thing. It's crazy, dude. It's crazy. Mind blowing. Mind blowing. And again, and you ask them, who told you? And they'll tell you, you know, these people, <laughs> these these winged gods, these uh, whatever they are. And again, it, it goes to Mesoamerica, ancient Mesopotamia. And it's like, then you go in and it's like, well, are they really aliens? But then you have stuff that's going on that you see. Uh, you know, there's like another interdimensional, uh, other realm uh, factor to this. That's like maybe those people, like the Mayans, where the hell did they go? You know, did they, you know, in a way, find something as a people that they could leave <laughs> this realm? You know what I mean? Like now you've opened up my mind to like the possibility of that because I had no idea about this uh, this genetic thing. That, that's that blows my mind, dude. And uh, it's really interesting because it is like the Mayans, and it's like it's like a lot of what you're mentioning. Sadly, humanity throughout its course has whenever they see something they can't understand or explain, it's either one godlike or two the enemy. And they mm-hmm. engage. Mm-hmm. And if, if, if they win, well, then it's the enemy. They won. And if they don't win, then they realize, holy hell, we are out of our element. It must be godlike. And sadly, this godlike 
you know, it, like you said, every culture talks about the star people, those from the skies, the star, you know, uh, brothers. The uh, my favorite is just celestials because it's just something that can fly that shouldn't, and I like that because it just shows all the power that you know these people didn't, and you see it in the Bible. You see it in every tribe, every tribe. There's not a tribe you can come across, even the cargo cults who think our planes, which I love. I just think that's amazing. It's like, don't touch those people. They're perfect. And, you know, they, they could be the only race that survives something like this Wuhan virus or something like that. So it's very important that we keep things in their place and not try to like mess up the ecosystem. But yeah, man. There's, there's some heavy stuff, and the pyramid's a lot bigger than we think it is. Yeah, dude, I've had, uh, I don't know if you know who Brian Forster, and I've had him on the show as well, and we talk about ancient technology and ancient civilizations. And, uh, you know, I've had other people as well, because I love Egypt. Egypt is so amazing to me, and, and, and it's like what you said, people don't question this enough. And it's like, dude, these people were onto something. These people were onto something. We don't know what it is, and like you said, uh, and in your in chapter, I think chapter five, shapeshifters of their book, you talk about, you know, the conditioning of society to think a certain way. And it's right because uh, Terrence McKenna has, a, a, you know, a quote, uh, a, uh, you know, a level of sanity. Uh, uh, there's a level. Anyway, it's paraphrased. In order to be sane in society, there's a level of alienation because you alienate yourself with these with these uh, different ideas. Like Ryan, Ryan's talking about seeing uh uh, this big robot-like thing that he went out with his dog to see, and it's like Ryan's crazy, you know what I mean? But it's like, like you said, there's there, it goes deeper. It goes deeper than that, you know. And and people don't realize that, and that's why, that's why I don't mess with the occult. I believe in it, and uh, you know, I I've even to to do a real life example. I I was gonna have this guy on who was like uh, super into esoterica. But he was he was dabbling in that stuff and, and, you know, magic and all this stuff. And then he was telling me about how they're they're watching him and how they're interfering with his life. And I was like, he he's local. I was like, uh, maybe I'm not going to have him over to my house. I'll, we'll just do an episode remotely because whatever, like how you talk about how these things linger uh, after you go there. And that, that's I've been talking to my fiance about like planning a trip out there. I'm like. Oh, he's got a bed and breakfast. I want to go over there. I want to go fish. I want to go see this stuff like firsthand because I like to keep my mind open to the possibility of anything. You know, I'm not just set on one thing. I believe, you know, like how Aristotle said, it's the mark of an educated man to, uh, you know, entertain thoughts pretty much without accepting them. You know, just because you're telling me all this stuff, like it's wild, dude. It's wild. But then at the same time, it, it could all be, you know, it's 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 real. You know, it's it's here. Uh, and, and obviously you've experienced it yourself. Like I said, I haven't, uh, had a paranormal experience, but that I know of, but you know, you, you do feel that energy sometimes when you go places and, and, uh, you know, we're all frequencies like, you know, Nikola Tesla was onto something as well, because who knows that this place, how you're talking about, they have certain, uh, rocks that you only find there in the, you know, and nowhere else in the world and you only find them there. It's just like the ley lines, you know, the Egyptians. There's a reason why they built the pyramids where they built them because of the way that, you know, the way it's set up. And then not only that, but the precision of the you, the footprint of the, of the pyramid is 13 acres. You, you, you know about land. 13 acres is ginormous. 
it and then not only that the precision and the craftsmanship of how they did this and then they want to come and tell you in school that they were tombs what tombs really and they've never found a body inside one of these uh pyramids they're all buried a thousand miles down uh, south uh, at the valley of the kings come on you know it's like like you said if they don't understand it it's either uh you know an act of god or whatever or it's evil you know it's it's one or the other but then uh you know you have the things that are happening to you um but yeah, i'm just i'm just ranting right now but it's it's it gets me hyped up dude uh what what do you what do you think is happening out there do you, do you think i know you're uh uh you're you admire bigelow but the ownership has changed right yes and no yes and no and the reason i say that is yes ownership has changed and bigelow i mean is my hero like beyond a reasonable doubt bigelow is you know i'm that guy that would be sporting the like what would bob do bumper sticker on the back of his car (laughs) and he's my hero he's a visionary but he's also um getting closer and closer to the end of his life like we all are each day and you know, he's exemplary in everything that he's done. It's, it's fascinating. Uh, the new ownership, in my opinion, is similar. They are very exemplary. They, I mean, it's very noble for anyone, in my opinion, to take on something that is way more than a burden than they should with the belief that it may help humanity. And I think that's what we're dealing with because these are really big questions. This is... This is a big thing. Do you, how much of it, because it just blows my mind. You know, you look up to Bigelow. I, I love Elon Musk. But then, you know, I don't trust the media. I don't listen to anything they say anymore because it's just so toxic. And, and a lot of it, you know, how Trump says, fake news. And nowadays, you don't even know what's real and what's not. Uh how much of it do you think is what it is, you know, as far as the activity that's going on in Skinwalker Ranch? And then how much do you think it's related to the military? Because they say the military is, what, 30, 40 years more advanced than us? But then you have, you know, I feel like there's this, there's going to be this post-disclosure world where, uh, you know, they're, like, prepping us, prepping us for something, you know? And I don't know if you're into, like... Uh, uh, Greek mythology and all this stuff. And I, I, I've done episodes where everything revolves around, and I came up with this the other day, everything revolves around, uh, you know, Kronos, Saturn. You know, uh, uh, people talk about how he's the, you know, he's controlling everything. I, I did an episode, the time, the Saturn time cube simulation, where the guy talks about how he relates that to uh, how Saturn is controlling everything. And we're in the simulation controlled by the planet Saturn, Kronos, you know, the god of, of time and all this stuff. And uh, I've also done episodes with other people where we break down and it all relates, you know, everything, the Anunnaki, uh, you know, the book of Enoch, the fallen angels, the watchers, all this stuff, inter, you know, interrelates and it goes back to the same thing. And it's like, why are we starting a space force? You know, we have enough problems here on Earth that we got to take care of. Are we trying to start a space force to go to Saturn? You know, do, do we want to, you know, and I told that to somebody on the other day on the podcast and they were like, oh, my God, dude. I didn't even think about that, you know? So how much do you think of it is what it is? And then how much do you think of it is military 
intervention, you know, like uh, uh, intervening in, in whatever's happening out there? Because there's obviously an interest out there from what I've read from your books and from what you've said. I couldn't agree more, Juan. It is, it, there is fear in the military. Um, we wouldn't have a space force unless we needed one. And we wouldn't need a space force unless we knew more than we were telling our peasants, which is you and I. Mm-hmm. And the elite, and when I say elite, everybody's like, oh, dude, dude, oh, you know, what, the guy down the block with the, the reptilians, dude. <laughs> exactly. They, they're, not, they're not getting it. It's like, no, no, not at all. And it's, but yes, there's, I think that you kind of nailed it. One, it, it is basically, they can't hide it anymore. There was a faction of the government that I think would have liked to have hidden it under a false pretense, but I don't know that for a fact. Not that anything we get is a full pretense, because you got to realize that we're not dealing with people. You can't say, like, you can't, you, you just can't guess and say the average American, quote unquote, and I hate to use that word, but the average United States citizen is like me. If, if you think that to yourself, you're like way out of the box because the truth is you don't know. They do. And they're horribly fearful because there's such a wide gamut of individuals, personalities, character traits, um, cultural beliefs, religious beliefs, all this stuff. You can't tell the people everything. And I, that sounds pretty damn elitist on my part, and I'm not an elite, but you can't because complete anarchy will take place and people, people would I mean, God, just imagine what people would do if God was proven. Just that. Just that. Dude, 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 I was actually, I was talking to somebody about that the other day. I was like, what if, what if, uh, oh, I was watching um, the movie Prometheus. Have you seen that movie? Great movie. Uh, yeah, you saw, so Prometheus, obviously, you know, they went and the, and the, the, you know, the engineers, whatever they were calling them. And it's like, I was watching that and I'm like, dude. What if that was what if that was real? Because like you said, and then this is you know, this is what I talk about on my show. I I come up with, you know, I have different people on different theories. because uh, obviously the Bible is I, I feel it's a manual in life, you know, to be able to live a better life. You know, I, some people need direction in their life. And if they can follow that and and it betters them as a person, more power to them. You know, that, that's their own thing. I believe that there is a higher power. I was raised Christian, Pentecostal, so you know how that is. And I believe in a higher power. You know, I believe somebody's up there pulling the strings. What is it or who is it? I don't know. Because, like you said, there's just so much uh, diversity and so much seg- segregation between all these different people. But at the end of the day, at the end of the day, we go back to ancient civilizations. When you look at all these different civilizations, all these different stories of creation— all these different uh, entities. It's all the same thing, dude. Just has different names. Why? Because it's gone out through all of history. So many different cultures. So many different uh, uh, people. And it's just, it's just changed names. You know, that's the only thing that's changed. It's the same story. You know, the Epic of Gilgamesh. Uh, you know, Atrahasis. You know, Noah's Ark. Same thing. You know what I mean? And then my, my, uh, my thing is. Who comes up with what's canonical, what's uh, non-canonical? Like you said, the elitist. Who decides who the elitist are and who is not? Who's royalty and who is not? And it might go, it might go back. You know, I say reptilians, 
But it might go back to that, how you were talking about this genetic makeup of these people. It might go back to that. You know, it might, it might be this elite bloodline of people that have ruled since the beginning of time. And, and it, and it just, that's the way it is. Uh, and, uh, yeah, dude. I don't know, man. <laughs> you got me fired up, bro. I love it. It's the truth. It is the truth. It, it's the bloodline thing is a, a, it's a beautiful tree of life type of ex- explanation from a DNA back to what we were talking about, like the 23andMe thing of why things happen the way they do. And if you talk to a individual who doesn't believe in any of this, they're going to, they start running into brick walls because it's math and the math just keeps adding up. He keeps throwing the pain at the wall and keeps landing the same exact way. And this is either, well, there's a lot of things. I mean, like you said, Egypt was onto something. They were onto it. Not only did they have, you know, people with dog heads, and people, you know, the typical dog man or people with the head of a bird, the typical blue avian. I don't even want to go down those tracks. Oh, my God. You know, you're, you're making me think of Skinwalker, dude. You know, you got Thoth and you have uh, Enlil, Enki, all these guys, you know, with, like you said, the depictions. It makes sense, dude. It makes sense. The battle between heaven and earth. Absolutely. You have the blue avians above. You have the Anubis or the more elemental faction below. Um, yet they're brothers. You know, whatever. It's, you know, <laughs> and, you know, it's very yin and yang. But getting back to what you were saying, this, you know, how is this happening? How is the paint landing on the wall at the same time every time? Is this actually an elite bloodline where, oh, my gosh, you know, this person's DNA lived on. Is that what they're talking about when they're talking about immortal life? Is that you actually live on through your DNA and that's all that really matters? You download, quote unquote, into this matrix? Or is this deeper than that and the matrix is actually failing which in a way i love that argument but i don't it, it's it's very deep and again you have the same thing why would there be a matrix why would there be a net cast upon you know the minority quote unquote from the elite hiding the truth which we know is happening that happens man that happens you know everywhere let's face it you go down to the bodega you go down to the corner store you know there's you're gonna run into five different kinds of people one of them is definitely lying to the next, whether it's the guy mowing the other guy's lawn or the guy cleaning the other guy's pool or, the, you know, a little bit, just a little bit. And that's what it takes. That little bit adds to a lot of it. And pretty soon you have layers in a pyramid. You have somebody at the top that's like, holy crap, who's reason. And the closer to the top you get, unfortunately, we don't know what we're dealing with. We do not know who they are or what they are or what they could be. And that's the scary part, Ryan, dude. Uh, you know, uh, like to touch on what you were saying about, uh, you know, what this is, uh, you know, you have the caustic records, you have the ether, you have, remember the, the eye can only see 0.0025 of the light spectrum. We can only hear, uh, uh, a sliver of the, of the frequencies of, of the range, you know, of frequencies. And it's like, is there another dimension right now? Is there another uh, universe, you know, the multiverse theory, string theory, you have all these different theories of, uh, of things that you can't see on this plane and energy does not go away. It's only transformed. You know what I mean? So, uh, obviously you've had experiences with the, with the paranormal and I know you go, uh, ghost hunting or whatever. Um, 
you know, how do you feel about that, that this is, you know, another dimension? Because obviously uh, we can talk about the portals that you see uh, on Skinwalker, uh, on Skinwalker territory. Uh, uh, how, where do you stand on that with the uh, interdimensional aspect of this, you know, seeing these portals open up and something walking out of it? Or, or even the skinwalkers, you know, mid-shift or something like that. You know, what's all that about? How do you feel about that? You know, uh, other dimensions, other realms that we can't see that are going on around us uh, as we speak right now. Yeah, I think the ghosts, I'm glad you brought the, up the ghost hunting because that was kind of my first introduction to all this. Is like, hey, I've seen some stuff. And if this stuff is weird enough, then I may perceive it as an actual entity. And that got, that was like my first uh Anyway, that got out quick. I, I quickly saw some stuff I couldn't explain, some residual things most likely. Moved on to the next, you know, went into the Bigfoot territory, saw some of that goodness, and I was like, okay, sweet. That's the, like kind of the elemental aspect of possibly a larger puzzle. And maybe something that isn't there. The problem is other researchers saw it with me. We had to sign an NDA. It was, I can't go into it. And, you know, we were separated and asked what happened. Okay. Fast forward. Okay, so we saw that. Crazy, crazy, double crazy. And then we go on to the next thing, which is the portals. And there are these portals in the Uinta Basin, which are very difficult to explain. And they're very locationary constant. And what I mean by that, they have like favorite spots. They have within a football field length, they have a favorite spot. And they can move around that spot and do whatever they want. They can go to other spots if they need to. But what are they? And why do we call them they? It's the, the, the weird thing, Matt, is, you know, when I first had my experience with a ghost, I'm like, okay, I could explain that. Maybe the toe incident. The toe incident. I want to talk to you about that. Yeah, man. Um, a ghost is easily explainable. I love what Zach Baggins is doing from a, you know, entertainment standpoint because I get it. It's absolutely entertainable that there is a residual energy left from a life form who took the form of you or I. I get it. It makes sense. And somebody else is able to see that under certain circumstances or there is a causal effect, like, you know, there. However, when it starts moving into things like the toe, I mean, we're talking <laughs> and for the about the toe, man. Read the book. Yeah, read the toe sucks because it's, you know, a lot of kids have these stories of these boogeymen, these um, El Cuco type um, bad, you know, it, it's what parents use to keep kids in line. You know, are they co-creating it? I don't know, but it's there. And, you know, I was a kid. I was about 11 years old and I had, I was sleeping over at an aunt's house. It ended up, there's more to the room and I'll go into that in a minute. I was hanging out with my cousin who was older than me. We had a great time. I remember what movie we watched, American Ninja, horrible movie. I thought it was awesome at 11. And <laughs> I was staying up later than I should, having a great time, drinking, you know, soda, doing all kinds of stuff at my aunt's house, which is great. I go to sleep in this particular room. And close the door, lock it. And something, as I start to go to sleep in that lucid yet fading to that, you know, darkness of sleep, something grabs my left toe. And I can tell that there's like some really eerie creature-like nails on this thing. Like it's not quite 
human. I'm getting chills, bro. <laughs> and it latches on, and it pulls. And it pulls so hard that I hear it pop. I move down the bed about a foot and a half. You know, my legs hanging off. I mean, it's just scary. Like I'm moving. This thing moved me by just grabbing my toe. I jump up. I hit the light. Um, I'm looking under the bed. First, I'm like, it's got to be my cousin. He's twice my age. He could do that. You know, what else could do that? And he's not there. Door's locked. There's nobody in the room. And I'm like, oh, dude. It was kind of a, anyway, I turned off the light, go back to bed, and it happens again, this time more forceful, definitely damaged under the toe on some level. The toe story goes on and on throughout my life. but um it pulled me again and this time it was like that's it ego's gone my ego was stripped from my soul and i immediately went to the thing i could latch on closest to my parents weren't there they were in the u.s um i was in costa rica i'm at a dance house and i immediately go to god and i pray and i'm like what do i do turn Turn the light on. So clear, so simple. Just turn the light on. I turned the light on. End of story. You know, um, that was kind of my moment. My little vision quest. Quick and easy. Simple. Done. Yeah, and then obviously you broke the toe later on, and then you had the lady who healed it with the light. I put in parentheses next to it, WTF. Then you had the shady doctor prescribing you things that you didn't even know what he was giving you uh the weird text messages you know the list goes on and on dude you've had some you've had some stuff happen you know you've had some stuff happen and uh to touch on what you said about these legends and these uh stories that people uh tell their kids to uh you know to keep them in check keep them in line just like it goes back to these ancient stories there's always some truth to it there's always there's always that little bit but then like you said i believe in the law of attraction how much of it is manifestation you know and uh i feel that kids sometimes see things that we don't you know what i mean like they say kids can can see angels or can see things and like even my son sometimes he'll he's he's about to be two uh tomorrow i think or, or wednesday he uh he will sometimes like look and and say hi you know and i'll look and i'm like what the what the hell is he what the hell is he waving at and then you know you just brush it off but it's like you, you do that in a quick story uh, I went camping this weekend for the first time in like 12 or 13 years, and uh, I was reading your book while I was in the tent, right? And I'm in the I'm in Florida, you know, anything anything is possible in Florida, and uh, here I am reading your book. It's super dark out, you know, uh, and I start. I don't again because the mind is a powerful thing. I don't know how much of it. That's why I asked you how much how much of it do you think is what it is, and then obviously government intervention or military, whatever it is, because. When I, while I was reading this, and obviously you talk about Bigfoots, werewolves, all this stuff, I kept hearing outside my tent, like footsteps, you know, like the, 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 the ground crunching. And then I would get up and I would look around and then I'd go back to reading again and I would hear it again. And I'm like, oh, maybe it's a deer, but I don't, it's freaking pitch black. I can't see anything. I said, oh, maybe it's a deer or an animal, but it kept happening. And I'm like, what the hell is that? Is it my mind playing tricks on me? You know? And then uh, I heard, like, obviously, the, I had never heard an owl in my life before until then. Uh, I was hearing an, uh, that. I was hearing all kinds of calls and everything. And then just for the hell of it, I Googled, uh, is there monkeys in Florida? 
And, dude, there's monkeys in Central Florida not too far away from me, bro. And it's like like how, how this place is so vast, you know, acres, thousands of acres, thousands, hundreds of acres of land that are unexplored, just like the Amazon. You know, there's thousands of acres that are unexplored. It's like the swamp down here is thousands of acres of unexplored stuff. You know, we have anacondas. We have pythons. We have all these invasive species. Who knows that we have these interdimensional Bigfoots? You know, are they descendants of the Nephilim? Is that why they're interdimensional? Because they have some divinity within them? You know what I mean? That type of stuff. <laughs> That's deep, dude. I'm with you. I am with you. There is, in those expanses, you have to look at, and I'm glad you brought up the occult and how you don't practice it because, you know, everybody gets into this stuff about the occult. What is it? What is it? What is it? What is the occult? The occult all the occult is, is what you don't do in front of other people. And when you start talking about areas that are this large, like you just said, there's not a lot of other people there. And it's very occult. And from a Earth-style geographic-type consensus, everybody could agree, you know, why would you go in there? And that's the word, why? I also have a young kid, and I've, I've seen what you're talking about when they wave and that stuff that's not there. And... <laughs> You know, they're like, mm-hmm. and I would totally lie to my kids and say, hey, there, there, there could be something out there that you don't, uh, there's monsters out there. I know there are. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm not lying. And that brings up, why do people say this to their children? Like you asked. I think it is because they do know on a deeper level, there are monsters out there, whether they're human. Give me chills, dude. You know, there are <laughs> monsters out there. And the last thing they want, their loved one, I mean, you know, to be... Having a little kid, the last thing you want is for them to fall in the wrong hands. And we know there's monsters out there, even if they're human, which I consider the worst. And the bottom line is, well, maybe not the worst, but the bottom line is, <laughs> you know, we know better. We know better. We know better. We have this intrinsic development as we grow up that we're taught about boogeymen, staying out of places that are dark not going into the woods by ourselves, all of these tales that culturally have gone on for generations, prehistory, prehistory. Why did we, why did we want fire? So we could keep that out. Damn. That brings up, you know, that brings up the whole Prometheus thing. Where did we get fire? And, you know, Prometheus gets a bad rap, in my opinion. And what's wrong with knowledge and fire? Well, the problem is you can burn yourself. And that's with both of them. And it is one of those things where, you know, I, I think that everything happens for a reason. And when it comes to the Nephilim, that is, again, you know, those who got burned, those who obviously are not quite right. And, you know, brother doesn't kill brother, or does he? It's, it's one of those really scary things. It's, it, it's strange how humanity has all these small developments and stories and things that even pre-writing, you know, we were aware, we don't want to be where it's dark and not be able to see. Well, why is that? It is like being in a deprivation chamber. And it is a reality that we can't handle. I actually do sensory deprivation, dude. And, uh, how you're talking about the dark 
it, it does play tricks on you. You know, if, if you go in there, your thoughts are amplified times a thousand. And, you know, if you're in a dark place in your life or whatever, it, it can manifest itself. You know, I'm a firm believer in that. Uh, but yeah, dude, uh, it, it, again, like how we said at the beginning, it goes deeper than, than just what we can see. And a lot of people don't understand that, you know, it's like, oh, well, this guy's crazy. You know, this guy, uh, you know, you have, I'm from Puerto Rico, so you have the chupacabra over there. You know what I mean? Like, I, I remember when that first started happening and I started hearing about that and I was, I was, I was a kid, you know, I was freaked out. You know, they were talking about how I was reaching inside of people's houses and, and grabbing their arms and scratching them up. And it's like, I, I grew up with that, you know? And like you said, I don't like going out. I love nature because again, I'm, I'm a big fishing guy. And, uh, you know, I'll go out, but, you know, I, there's times where I've gone out fishing by myself and I'm out in the wilderness, you know, on this swamp pretty much. because That's what Florida is. And I get that eerie feeling, dude, like somebody's somebody's watching me, dude. You know what I mean? Like it's like what's out there? Because, again, it's just this vast land, you know, th- th- this 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 desolate place. And uh, who knows what's out there? Who knows what's out there, man? You know, I get freaked out sometimes, you know, I'll be trolling up to the spot and, uh, and I'll back out, dude. Cause I'm like, damn, I feel like somebody's watching me. <laughs> it's crazy, man. Uh, those feelings, what brings on those feelings? We have, obviously we have some, you know, in sensory deprivation, we have the, you know, basically the, the, the issue is we're there by ourselves and that's why people live in cities. That's why, um, you know, people need light. That's why people need things like, you know, just that reassurance. You're not here alone. Now, why is that? Why do people need that? Because maybe the biggest fear is that we are here alone and that brings all kinds of matrix issues up. And the, Funny thing about that is I always tend to live on the outskirts of the city, like as far as possibly close to the danger as possible because I, I like it. I don't know why. I, I walk out, and you know this, you go out on your boat, you know, there's a peace. Also, mm-hmm. there's a peace that comes with that. You get out in nature itself, and you go out in the day, and that fear is just like the, the, all of a sudden you're relevant there. You realize that there's more going on than just you. And it's not because there's other people there. It's because there's just more going on than just you. And that's, that's what brings people into like these things too. Wanting to know more than the average human wants to know. And I think that's awesome. It's very noble. Yeah. But that's the thing when you push too hard, that's when you, when you can, you know, what, what can you get, you know, you, you have experiences that you can't explain or if you look too deep in the wrong areas, like you said, the occult. Uh, that's when it can get complicated. And, uh, you know, uh, I'm an amateur astronomer. I, I have a telescope and I love stargazing and I love all that. You know, that's, that's one of the reasons why I, I love I love nature. You know, when I went camp and I, I, I freaking showered with like a, a freaking spider right next to me. And I was like, I could either kill the spider because it's right there, big spider, or I could just let it be. Why? Because I'm in its I'm in its realm. You know what I mean? Like I'm in nature. Why would I kill it if I'm and it's home, you know? Uh, but like you said, the energy around and, 
you know, you have 5G rolling out, what that's doing to the airwaves, what that's doing to people. They're talking about now how the coronavirus isn't even a virus. It's just how they were implementing 5G over there. You know, Wuhan was the first place they implemented 5G in, and it's killing people over there. I have a buddy of mine who works up on cell towers installing 5G, and he's turned it on. He's like, dude, I got sick one time. You know, people getting burned. And it's like they're they're pumping this stuff into the air, bro. What? You know what I mean? Like they're, we're, we're killing ourselves softly. And that's why you have people like Elon Musk. Uh, you know, Elon Musk is probably some alien who wants to go back to Mars who was from Mars because that's all he talks about. You know, going to Mars. Let's colonize Mars. Colonize. Why do you want to colonize some other place if the, the, if the world that we're in now is dying? Why? Because you don't, you don't want to deal with the mess? No, dude. You know, there's veterans dying, homeless. And they serve this country, and you want to go, what, get a space force to do what? To protect us from what? You know? This isn't Independence Day. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you said, we're the monsters. Uh, I'm going to have this guy on, um, Dr. Uh, Michael P. Masters, who talks about how uh, the greys are, are us from the future, and we're coming back to to uh, to examine ourselves, you know, to, like an archaeologist looks at bones, they're they're going back in time to to study us, you know, them and the future, and that takes everything and flips it on, on its head. But then you have what you experience over there at the ranch, uh, that you see these things come out of portals, and you have Bigfoot, and then you have the the bulletproof wolves. Uh, I don't know, dude. I don't know. My head hurts, man. <laughs> yeah, man. It's there's a lot of big questions. And this Wuhan flu is not normal. This is definitely not normal. This is, this is rolling out as expected. But yeah, the um, the portals and stuff that you know are they are they areas where they're like got lazy and they're like, who the hell is gonna be out there at that time of night? <laughs> you know what I mean? Who, who's gonna? Yeah, Brian is. Brian's watching. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like. It's exactly it. Like, I wonder because it seems like a lot of the areas where you see or hear about these things are, like we said, areas where it's not civilized, not populated. And, you know, there is a safety and a dumbing down that comes with living in a city. And, you know, the further away you get to that, you end up having these reflexes that I can only you sleep better in nature, dude. You sleep better. The 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 the, the air is different. You you it feels different. You know, I, I, you, it's more restful. Cause again, all the stuff they're pumping into the air, dude. It's it's. I'm a firm believer in that, man. Yeah, this 5G is. They just they just threw it up in my neighborhood. It's freaky looking. It's like every few posts, and you know they're painting it, spray painting it the same colors like the palm trees and stuff, and, and you know. It's just freaky looking. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know enough about 5G to get into it, but I do know enough to know that if it's tied to our cell phones, it's not good because that's that's not not our technology. No, no. And uh, to start winding down here, um, you know, uh, what are the chances? You talk about these the frequencies over there, uh, the, the frequent uh, uh, sightings over there. Uh, if I was to go over there, for example, how what are the chances that I would see something? But then at the same time, how do people react to people who are skeptical? Uh, 
do you believe that plays a role in that when they first go if they're skeptical about i think i heard you say something on a podcast where it was like if you don't think about it you're gonna see it but then if you do think about it you're most likely not gonna see it how does like mindset play a role into this stuff it's all mindset so it's like um i try to think of it as an empty bowl and if you have one grain of rice in that bowl and you're thinking about you know whatever jello pudding pops you know you're gonna go build kazo the best thing to do is to try to Keep that bowl completely empty. If you can keep your mind in a state of complete emptiness, and you hear this all the time from Buddhists, from Christians, from monks, from every religious sect, that emptiness brings, that allows you to actually observe and witness something that isn't you. And when you have something in that bowl, you are co-creating that energy into something that is you. Yeah. Yeah, that's, uh, that's that's a good point. Um, uh, one last thing uh, before we wrap it up. <laughs> one of the things that freaked me out. I mean, it all freaked me out. You know, you have the the aliens. You have these pens set around that the ranch. You know, like bait pens. Uh, one of the stories that freaked me out was the cave story. How they thought that you were living in the cave. Can you talk about that? That that freaked me out, dude. Yeah, there was an evening that we were in, I was, I actually went into the cave and with another researcher and, you know, we went back a ways. It went a ways back, not too far. And that's it. You know, maybe left some imprints of shoes, whatever. I hope nobody dropped anything type of a scenario. And this is years and years and years and years and years, and years ago, way prior to uh, recent ownership and way, way, way before that. So, it um, was just one of those, like, like, holy crap, there's a cave in here. Um, I've heard that cave has since fallen in and in, imploded. Uh, but by itself? I don't know. I'm not sure. Possibly by itself. It's a pretty rocky ridgeline, so it's possible. And But, yeah, they're, you know, the, whoever the security was at the moment, I, did, I don't know. They, they, they saw that there's activity there. And they must have seen something that you know they correlated with me and then i heard from somebody else that was closer to the inside oh yeah you're living in the cave like no man i'm not living in the cave and (laughs) it got weird yeah so ryan uh what's next dude well you're obviously working on three books uh when when do you think they'll be out uh what's going on in your life now that you can share obviously not too personal uh, you know, what's ne- what, what, what happens from here, dude? What, what's, what's going to happen? You know, I think I'm going to finish up the books. Hopefully they're all done this year, kind of off on my, you know, cycle there. Go a year without and then three on or one on three on. And I don't know. It's not making sense, but yeah, I've been working on them for a while. So they'll be out soon. Um, we have, uh, some other things we're working on. I say we, because I'm, I'm, I do talk to other people involved and I'm thinking of possibly going kind of another direction in, in some things and um, not being so technology reliant. Um, there have been some aspects of research where we've noticed that the less tech, the more, which is really hard to explain, but it is what it is. 
Um, still probably be doing the podcast for sure. And um, yeah, trying to update people as much as possible. But yeah, there could be some, some big things in the works. That's cool, dude. Yeah, I know you have your own podcast and you have some solid, solid subjects on there. I, I've checked that out as well. Um, and obviously you were telling me like, oh, I'm excited for our episode tonight. I'm like looking at my fiance. I'm like, this guy's excited for my podcast. Like he's been on freaking tinfoil hats and he's excited to be on my podcast. <laughs> so I was like, like, I was like, I'm flattered, but I mean, you know, uh, but yeah, I, I've actually been looking at like flights to go to Utah. I'm like, oh, I want to go over there, dude. I'm like, but then like you said, that aspect of that lingering and I was like, I don't know, man, you know, but, uh. Yeah, Ryan, what, uh, where can people find your information? Uh, uh, plug in your podcast as well, uh, YouTube, whatever, one more time for the listeners at home so they can have, I know we went a little bit off the rails there, but you know, we, we talked about the, the, the Skinwalker Ranch. We talked about some of the anomalies and then obviously we went and, you know, a little bit of everything. This is, this is the type of stuff that I love, dude. And, uh, when I get to talk to somebody about it, uh, you know, who, who can relate, it just, I love it. So one more time for the listeners at home, uh, where can they find your stuff? Yeah, you can find my stuff at uh, heroparanormal.com, heroparanormal.podbean.com for a quick and easy way to download podcasts or YouTube at Hero Paranormal. You can also see spacewolfresearch.com or ryanpatrickburns.com. Right on. And uh, again, thank you so much. This is only the surface. We, we only scratched the surface. There's so many things. There's so many more things. But I want to thank you again, Ryan, for uh, coming on my little show and, and uh, being able to speak to me about these things, man. Awesome, Ron. It's my pleasure. I'm super glad we got to do it. I was excited for it, and I think you're on the front, man. Keep it up. <laughs> thank you, man. Well, there you have it. This episode was awesome. A little bit of everything. The stuff that I love to talk about. Make sure to follow ryan on his social media make sure to check out his work make sure to like comment subscribe whatever it is follow us on social media at the one on one podcast shoot me an email if you like the show if you want to come on if you have any anything interesting to talk about i'm always down to have whoever on the show the one on one podcast at gmail.com again thank you for the support love the positive and negative feedback and uh, watch out for our next episode next week and until next time MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then... 
place a $5 wager on any sport, you'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.